What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Baseball Connection. We are back as we always are. We will just dig right into it. First order of business is that Willie Calhoun was hit in the mouth by a 95 mile per hour fastball yesterday. Fastball coming off the left arm of Julio Arias ran up and in. Hit him in the mouth. Pretty scary moment. And he was actually carted off the field. He went down immediately and he stayed on the ground for about 10 minutes while being tended to by the Rangers trainer. He suffered bleeding inside his mouth, but didn't lose consciousness, thankfully. But like I said, carted off, driven off the field, and taken to the hospital for further examination. But this is just one of those scary moments that you hope everyone's okay. And it seems like he's going to be okay, but obviously he's going to have to heal and miss a little bit of time. But you have to remember that usually hitters with that, you know, that helmet, they wear a flap over their helmet. Calhoun was not wearing one. And that's obviously not what you want to see because that flap is there for a reason to protect you from exactly what happens. So he was a bit exposed. I mean, not that everyone wears it. Like I'm talking about the one that comes like across your jaw, not the, the ear hole, but the one that comes across the, the side of your jaw. The more hitters have been wearing in recent years. He doesn't have one of those. And honestly, I think every hitter should be wearing those now after what we've seen happen to a bunch of players over the years. I mean, I'm remembering the John Carlos Stanton injury when Mike Fires hit him a couple years ago. And ever since then, he's been wearing, you know, that that flap or, you know, that, that jaw piece or whatever you want to call it. But uh, it's unfortunate. You know, he went down to the ground and, you know, you just hope he's going to be okay. It's never good when you see that. And Julio Rios was visibly upset after hitting him because they were teammates in the Dodgers organization. Back in 2017 at AAA Oklahoma City, Calhoun was with the Dodgers, actually, and they were, you know, teammates back then. So it's definitely a bummer for everyone involved, but I think that, you know, moving forward, Calhoun should be okay. But we're talking about a player... I mean, outfielder for the Rangers, who has always been a pretty highly touted prospect and had a pretty strong year last year. You know, he's young in his big league career, but, you know, he played 83 games and hit 21 bombs in that time span, an 848 OPS. So really rounding into his own corner outfielder with a good bat, like most definitely a good bat. So, you know, you just want to see him healthy and I think he'll be fine, but just wanted to shine some light on that because he went down yesterday. In other news, apparently more catchers are using a different receiving stance this year. They're receiving from a knee instead of a traditional crouch. So you you see this sometimes where a catcher puts one knee on the ground, they get basically get lowered to the ground, they stick their other leg out. And they do this to give the umpire a better view of balls and strikes. And you saw Christian Vasquez doing it for some time with the Red Sox last year. And, you know, the returns are pretty good. He finished fifth in StatCast's metric runs from extra strikes. And, you know, he was just behind some other guys like Austin Hedges, Tyler Flowers, Yasmani Grandal, and Roberto Perez. But top five for Christian Vasquez, and he's doing this. But the biggest drawback from taking this kind of stance is that you can't block balls as well. You can't block pitches in the dirt as well. So Red Sox interim manager, Ron Ranke, was talking about this. He's saying that, 
yes, it makes it tougher to block pitches, but, you know, hopefully the trade-off, you know, the premium from stealing strikes makes the trade-off worth it on the whole. I mean, there's no need to guess. I mean, he's he's assuming, he's saying, he's hoping, but we can just look up the numbers. I'm sure someone will crunch the numbers on this pretty soon and find out exactly what that expected value is and whether or not it's worth it. I don't know. I mean, I'm not going to crunch the numbers, but I'm sure somebody will. But that's interesting. And if we do ever get to the point that we are using automatic strike zones, you know, an automated strike zones, framing goes away. Framing is no longer a thing. It becomes absolutely useless. So, I mean, if and when, I mean, I think it's inevitable we're going to eventually get automated strike zones, framing will become a lost art. And that is part of why some people are against automated strike zones because they don't want to take away framing from baseball, among other things, the human element of the game. But I don't know. We'll see. But as of now, we still have human umpires. And with that being said, catchers are still going to try to steal strikes and help the pitcher out because it goes a long way. Absolutely. Framing is huge. So we will we will see what happens with that. So the Tampa Bay Rays are doing preliminary discussions for extension talks with Austin Meadows. That's no surprise. That shouldn't be any surprise whatsoever. Austin Meadows is a stud. I mean, he was an all-star last year, a monster year last year. A 142 weighted runs created plus. I mean, he had 291 with 33 bombs and 89 rabies last year. This is a guy who was a forgotten prospect in Pittsburgh. I mean, he was first-round pick coming out of high school. And, you know, big-time, you know, hype and everything. Went to the Pirates organization and then... I mean, he, he made his way up the ranks, and he was kind of forgotten. You know, it was just he and Tyler Glass now kind of just became forgotten quantities in Pittsburgh. And the Rays do what they do best. They take unwanted or distressed assets, and they turn them into very good big league players by putting them in positions to, positions to succeed. And they did this by trading Chris Archer to Pittsburgh, who promptly fell apart and became a shadow of himself. And then they received Austin Meadows and... Tyler Glass now, who promptly blossomed into stars. It's crazy how the Rays have a knack for doing this. It's actually pretty ridiculous because they, they do this time and time again. But with that being said, this is a team that is o- always mindful of its financial limitations. They don't like to break the bank. And extending a player like Austin Meadows would be in their best interest. So it's not common that you have you know a stud like him, like a one of the best outfielders in the game, quite frankly. Under team control, young, controllable piece like that. So, yeah, it, w- it would definitely be in their best interest to extend Austin Meadows as well as Tyler Glass now. But it has been reported that preliminary talks have begun. There's uh, there's no surprise there. So, looking out for Austin Meadows to get his bag. Definitely deserves it, and we'll see. We'll see what he gets. We'll see if they get a deal done before spring training ends or if this happens during the season or we wait another another season you know, until the end of the year. We'll, we'll definitely have to wait and see. And apparently, Major League Baseball has a conference call. Plan, oh, may I say Major League Baseball? Commissioner Rob Manfred has a conference call planned with owners today to discuss the coronavirus. But so far, it seems like the season is going to open as planned. You know, Major League Baseball has been in contact with the CDC and each team has a specific specific point person in charge of their situation. I mean, locker room protocol, 
across all sports, not just baseball, has been adjusted. I think I read in other sports that, you know, they're not going to be allowing interviews in the locker room anymore. It's just going to be in that designated uh, media room. And, you know, in some leagues across the world, like in Italy, all sporting events are now played without fans. And the NBA has talked about preparing for such a circumstance as well, maybe playing in empty arenas. That's that's crazy. But as of now, Major League Baseball plans to have fans present in their stadiums once the regular season kicks off later this month. But obviously, a lot can change over the next three weeks. It depends on what happens. So, I mean, Major League Baseball is keeping the air to the ground. Obviously, this is a, a matter that should be taken seriously. And it's just them doing due diligence. It's not really something... Um, it's not really something uh, anyone could have predicted, but you have to roll with the punches and make the best of the situation. So Rob Manfred is going to talk to owners today, Monday, figure out what to do, and hopefully this thing kind of you know, gets under control and no one gets into, you know, no players or fans get into any danger by just simply playing or attending a baseball game. So we'll see what MLB has to say about that. But that's going to do it for today. That's all I have. If you guys enjoyed this, please share it with someone who'd be interested. And we'll see you next time on Baseball Connection.